This is Carpool Shenanigans with Justin Mitch. A show about two friends telling stories and making history with everything created and recorded in the car during our commute to and from work. So hop in and put your strap on on. Let's get weird. Hey, Justin here. I wanted to pause it for a second and talk about uh, Continue Watching. It's a podcast where they'll cover TV, movie, shows, just anything they've recently watched and review it. Uh, everything from Iron Man to One Punch Man, Tiger King, Titanic, just whatever they feel like watching and they'll review it. It's a great podcast. I've listened to a few of them myself. Just go check them out. That's continue watching. Welcome to Hello, hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck up your intro now. How about that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Alright, alright, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go right ahead. I'm editing that out. I, it's going to be in there forever. <laughs> 70 years down the line, we're just going to hear Mitch interrupt the fuck out of me. Alright, now it's torture his fucking intro. <laughs> Welcome to Carpool Shenanigans. I am Justin Wallace. With me is a prize winning author. You may know him for his children's book, Shut Up or I'll Murder Your Parents. <laughs> his cooking book, Everyone Tosses a Salad. <laughs> and now you have a new book I hear. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it too. Mitch's 10-step guide to eating ass. <laughs> How's that for an intro? Oh. <laughs> oh, that almost makes it worth it, me interrupting you. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Which All one, right. If you had to write a book, which one, which title would you use? I'd probably, I'd probably use the first one, the parents. <laughs> <laughs> the children's book? Yeah. Children's book. Shut up or I'll murder your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, available on uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. <laughs> So, um, supposed it's not to have... very popular of a book. There's not a lot of people buying it right now. Yeah, that's true. Probably because they don't have parents. <laughs> Moving on. So, I wanted to mix it up today. Okay. And give a little challenge to the listeners. What I have in my hand is a story about one of my favorite men in history. Alright? I'm going to read his life story, but I'm not going to say his name. Now, I want the listeners to do screenshot and send us where you guessed correctly the man's name. Does that make sense? Mm, like a little game show. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to read through, and you're like, I know who that is. And you screenshot, if you have it correct, of course. Yeah. And then send and it to And every him. winner will get a copy of my book. Yeah. Shut up, or I'll murder your parents. <laughs> now available on Pornhub. I was thinking about just giving them the eating ass steps. <laughs> Just list off ten random <laughs> lip balm number one. <laughs> oh hell! Oh, one more thing. Should we call him out for telling us we suck? 
Uh, well, we should definitely mention. So we, so we were kind of we we know, we did a lot of interviews lately, and um, I know we're wanting to get back to the basics of who we are and what we've done in the past because that's what made us who we are and how good our podcast was. Hmm. So them fall in love with us. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like we've kind of we've got we got concentrated on interviews and having you guys see how that would go but this is just a learning curve for us seeing what we like what yeah. you guys like and and um well it's mostly what you guys like and we've kind of noticed that our interviewing stuff has not been really good like it it hasn't been going as well uh, the numbers are about half what they usually are so we want to give you guys what you fell in love with, kind of like an I'm sorry, but go fuck yourself type of way. Yeah, I mean, because still in the end, <laughs> it's our podcast, so. <laughs> I mean, we could have a donkey fucking a woman for 15 minutes and... About 30, we we carry on. Oh, 30, 30 minutes, that's 30 right. Minutes well, 15 hour. minutes and then a, a story. Yeah, and then two donkeys. And then two donkeys. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, like I said, got the story. If you guess the man's name, make sure to screenshot and send it to us. On Facebook, Instagram, etc., 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 etc. Now, are you ready? I'm yes. gonna tell you the story. If you know it, raise your hand. Raise my hand. But yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna read all the way through, and I'll let you guess the man's name. Okay. All right. But for the people at home, screenshot, send it our way. Okay. With their guess, I guess. All right. <clears throat> Born on October 27th, 1858. You know who it is? George Washington. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Um, he was a frail and sickly boy, and as a teenager followed a program of gymnastics and weightlifting to build up his strength. Upon graduating from Harvard College in 1880, he married Alice Hathaway Lee and entered Columbia University Law School. Though he dropped out after only one year to enter public service, he was elected to the New York State Assembly at the age of 23 and served two terms, 1882 to 84. Both his wife and mother died on the same day in 1884. Maybe it was murder, maybe it was Maybelline. <laughs> you decide. And throughout the story, I put five little hints that might little okay. guess to who it may be. Uh, while Harvard undergraduate, he won the election into the Hasty Pudding Club, and he was a social, social club secretary during his senior year. He was one of five presidents, the others being John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and John F. Kennedy to have been a club member. Like his own little secret society. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Yeah. You already said that? Well, no, that was one of the other club members. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't raise your hand. Oh, sorry. Was that the guess? Did I guess the person no. right? Oh, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> After grieving, spent the next two years on a ranch he owned in the Badlands of Dakota Territory, where he hunted big game, drove cattle, and worked as a frontier sheriff. Upon returning to New York, he married his... Childhood sweetheart, Edith Kermit Caro. <laughs> Those two terrible names. What kind of parent fucked that child up right there? Edith Kermit? 
<laughs> it's not easy being green, man. Wait a minute. Is this the maker of Muppets? No. Oh, he didn't name, he named, he named Kermit the Frog after her? Yeah, after the mill name of his wife. I mean, I would just, that's the only thing that makes sense with such a horrible name. It gets better. Uh, the couple would raise six children together, including the daughters from his first marriage. Uh, oh, the daughter from his first marriage, Alice. Their other children were Theodore, Kermit, Quentin, Ethel R. Derby, and Archibald. And Oscar. <laughs> and did you say Archibald? Archibald. Uh, in 1886, he ran unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully for mayor of New York City. Well, of course he did. Kermit and Archibald <laughs> didn't help. <laughs> I'm sorry, your kids' names are what? No, we're going to uh, take a pass on what that What kind of like, yeah, well, your kids are getting their ass beat every day in school. Kermit and Archibald. <laughs> <laughs> what were the other kids' names? Uh, Theodore, Kermit, Quentin, Ethel R. Derby, and Archibald. See, like, such normal names I, are like... I had to put the Ethel R. Derby because I figured that was a messed up name. Ethel R. Derby. <laughs> Sounds like a racetrack. It does. <laughs> An old racetrack. Yes, uh, Mayor, what is your opening statement? His kid's name's Kermit. Are you shitting <laughs> me? Do I need an argument? <laughs> uh, Alright, where were we? Theodore Roosevelt. Huh? Theodore Roosevelt. Maybe. Two years later, President Benjamin Harrison rewarded his service <laughs> to the Republican Party with a job in the U.S. Civil Service Commission. He was reappointed by Harrison's successor. successor sorry, I sound like you for a second. Uh, that's all right. Uh, Grover Cleveland. In 1895, he became president of the New York City Board of Police Commissioners. And in 1897, William McKinley named him as Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Navy. So, went from being a cop to straight up U.S. Navy. Okay. One hell of a promotion right there. Okay. Uh, upon the outbreak of the Spanish-American War in 1898, he left his post as Naval Secretary to become uh, Colonel of the first U.S. Volunteer Cavalry. Created of the Muppet Show. Known as the Rough Riders. <laughs> because Trojans were taken, so Rough Riders was, you know. <laughs> keep uh, going. I, I just can't <laughs> wait to keep hearing this story of... It's a good story. It gets better. The hints are what really makes it was the Was a boy named Kermit? Uh, I didn't do that much research. I didn't know if, like, the mom... He was named after the mom, which would be so disappointing. I'd hate my mom for the rest of my life. Yeah. I thought you'd have more fun with the uh, Ethel. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Kermit and Archibald. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Archibald sounds like a, a cleanly shaven penis. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's one name. Our next kid would be Archibald. I hope not. Please don't. <laughs> Just get the shit kicked no. out. It'll make him tough, alright? Uh, let's see here. Once in Cuba, he bravely led the Rough Riders... Sorry. The Rough Riders in a brave, costly uphill battle, uh, battle charge in the Battle of San Juan. He returned home as one of the war's most visible heroes. I never could understand that sentence. Visible heroes? Like... 
hint number two. You ready for this? Yes. Uh, he sparked a scandal when he invited the African-American educator Booker T. Washington to dine with him and his family. He was the first president ever to entertain a black man in the White House. Uh, oh. Booker T., the wrestler. <laughs> Booker T. Washington. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. The scissor kick? Yeah. Okay. Walked right in there, scissor kicked the president. <laughs> <laughs> Booker, what's up? Wow. For Archibald! <laughs> that was his battle charge cry. The spin rooney And then he did the spin rooney right on the floor. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And then a guy jumped out in red and striped clothes and one, two, three, the mat. One, two, three, the mat. Secret Service, what douchebags. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> That's how you become president. You have to rock bottom everybody. Yeah, you have to rock bottom everybody. People's elbow. Look, douche. Good douche. The Republican political machine in New York threw their considerable support behind the returning war hero, helping him defeat a popular Democrat candidate to win the government governorship. Once elected, he displayed his characteristic independence and unwillingness to buckle to the pressure of party bosses. In 1900, the leading New York Republican Thomas C. Platt conspired with National Party boss Mark Hanna. Hanna? H-A-N-A? I would Hanna? think, I think Hanna. Not Hanna? Really? I don't know. H-A-N-N-A-H? No, no, no just H-A-N-N-A. Hanna. 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 Mark Hanna. <clears throat> to get him named as McKinley's running mate. In order to keep him from running for a second term in the governor's office, uh, he campaigned vigorously for McKinley, traveling by train for more than 21,000 miles uh, to speak in 24 states. And McKinley said, Fuck yeah, you're doing great, bro. <laughs> he didn't say that. No, he didn't. <laughs> uh, McKinley and our hero won... Uh, in a landslide over Democrats William Jennings Bryan and Adlai E. Stevenson. Yeah. You uh, you wait for you wait for me to Adlai. Just waiting for a funny somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 I'm gonna let Adlai slide. Yeah. Uh, beneath Adlai, gotcha. Um, <laughs> hint number three: He boxed for Harvard University's. Intramural lightweight championship and continued to spar recreationally during his political career. I know who it is. Yeah? Yeah, I won't say it, but I know who it is. After you said that, I know who it is. Yeah? I thought it was funny he sparred recreation. Like, he did it for fun. He, he just... did it like weed? <laughs> <laughs> recreational? Yeah. Bill Clinton style. Bill Clinton. No! <laughs> <laughs> During his days in the White House, he regularly put up his dukes against vice presidents and other form of secretaries. <laughs> I made that up because it'd be funny, but... Oh, I was about to say, he's just in there, he's like, put him up! <laughs> put him up! Ding, ding, ding! Not again, Mr. President. Yeah, come on! Come on, somebody spar me! You beat the fuck out of me before breakfast, and I was still sleeping. <laughs> You might waking up, ding, ding. Every morning, <laughs> ding, ding, pop, pop. 
Mr. President! Start sleeping under the bed. <laughs> ding ding. Good morning, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, okay. Uh, he regularly put his dukes up against former professional boxers and other sparring partners until a punch from a young artillery officer smashed a blood vessel and left him nearly blind in his left eye. Uh, <laughs> he's like, mm, hmm. So he fought former professional boxers, and this young little kid finally fucked up his eye. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, come on, I fought professional boxers. Put him up. Put him up. Yeah, Knocks the, him right out. The only person to swing the back at the person. president. Yeah. <laughs> Knocks him out. Hits and breaks a blood vessel. Hmm. All right. Well, I can tell your name isn't Kermit. <laughs> way to be, Archibald. Way yeah, to be. way to go. I can see that from Archibald. <laughs> Had enough of the penis jokes. <clears throat> oh, God. Right. Penis jokes. Dick cheese. Uh, on September 6, 1901, a deranged anarchist named Leon Zipperdoo Lemming Street. We're just going to call him Leon for short. Did you just summon Candyman? <laughs> Alright, so C Z O L G O S Z. Tell me that's not just a bunch of letters. Don't say it again. You'll <laughs> come around. It's he who must not be named. Yeah, it's just like Beetlejuice. You can only say it so many times. <laughs> so, uh, Leon shot McKinley. Yeah, Le Leon shot? Leon shot McKinley. Shot McKinley. Yeah. Is that is not his name. That's actually something that happened. No, that's just... Yeah, this actually happened. Okay, I'm, I'm, this, I'm just so, making okay. sure, okay? So, Min McKinley was running for president yeah and the guy we're talking about was his running mate mm -hmm, mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. leon didn't like that shit and he was a deranged anarchist that shot the guy running for president mm. okay makes sense yeah. makes makes perfect sense yeah i mean it's just like andrew jackson he always got into uh duels yeah and he, you know when, it, when you know, did you know his regret right before andrew jackson right before regret when he got out of office he said his one regret was not shooting the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like boxing's a better way to go to settle disputes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Like, if you want to change a law, you should have to fight the president for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get in the ring. Jackie, oh my. Jackie Chan's been president for 20 years yeah, now. Yeah, no. I think you should be able to lay one stunner on the president, and then you become president. That's if you could stunner the president, okay, I'll accept. That. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll try that tomorrow. But you know what? That means Stone Cold Stunner because he's done it on WWE. He did. Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Vote for uh, vote Stone for Cold Austin. Yeah. Oh, let's see. So he. Shot McKinley at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York. McKinley died eight days later, and he was sworn in as the 26th president. What? 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 Wait. Ah. How can you shoot somebody and then you get to become president? No, he died and then became president. I think. If I'm reading that right, 
Grant, I was pretty tired when I was talking. Yeah, but this up, he so. shot him, and then no, 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 no. McKinley died, and he was sworn in. Oh wait, I I took out the name, so the guy we're talking about was probably sworn in as a twenty-six. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Sorry, I switched all the names to like he, uh, our hero, he, him. So, yeah. anywho, uh, only forty-two years old when he took office. He was the youngest president in the nation's history to take Viagra. And his oh. youth and vigor... <laughs> I made oh. that part up, too. Oh, did you? Uh, oh! Uh, his youth and vigor immediately transformed the public in- image of the presidency. From the time of his first annual message to Congress in December 1901, he expressed the progressive belief that government should mediate between conflicting forces. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's just more joke stuff I had. <laughs> Okay. In order to stabilize American society, like McKinley, he sought to bring the United States out of its isolationism and fulfill its responsibility as a world power. So he wants U.S. to whip our dicks out. We do every day. Yeah. Well, this is the guy that started. Oh, yeah. He's like, okay, we're tired of hiding. Fuck everyone. Just everyone whip your dicks out. Whip them out. He's All like, of them. They're like, what do you have to offer, Mr. President? And he smacks his dick on the table. This. Who wants the box? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants the box? Mr. President, you're naked. Cockfighting isn't illegal yet. Let's go. <laughs> We're not going to be number one with that attitude, Johnson. <laughs> so, this is probably my favorite line that he's ever said. There's a bunch of quotes, but this one's by far my favorite. Okay. Uh... He believed that America should, and I quote, speak softly and carry a big stick. (laughs) I'll say that again. Speak softly and carry a big stick. (laughs) The Kool-Aid man is America. Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, in the realm of international affairs and that its president should be willing to use force to back up his diplomatic negotiations. The whole time I just wanted him to solve stuff with boxing. Holy shit! Yep. He uh, just wants to fuck shit up all the time. Dude, most badass president ever. By far. Yeah, he was, actually. Um, number four. Uh, at the outbreak of World War One, the 58-year-old ex-president was eager to return to the front lines. Nice uh, presidency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just for this example. Mm. He lobbied President Woodrow Wilson to send him to France at the head of a 200,000-man ex- expenditure force. So he said, hey, president, send me to war with 200,000 people. We'll fuck shit up. Jesus Christ. Um, Let's see here. Uh, But he would not get called to fight in the war. So Woodrow Wilson said, you know what? That's a terrible fucking idea. You're 58 years old. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, I can can understand. So he shipped himself in a box and fucked shit up anyways. What? He didn't actually ship himself in a box. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I just keep adding funny. I was about to say, I don't remember that. Uh, I went through and typed a bunch of funny stuff in. Oh. Well... (laughs) I would have almost believed that one. (laughs) He's a crazy bastard. (laughs) 
this great man followed this big stick policy most conspicuous, conspicuously. Starting to have Tourette's over here. No. Uh, oh. And his dealings in Latin America. In 1903, he helped Panama secede from Colombia in order to facilitate the beginning of construction on the Panama Canal, which he later claimed as his greatest accomplishment as president. The following year, after several European nations had attempted to forcibly collect on debts owed to them by Latin American, uh, he issued a corollary to the Monroe Doctrine. Uh, basically, that just states that the United States would bar foreign intervention in Latin America and act to police the hemisphere, ensuring that countries paid their international debts. Uh, basically, in smart words, to me, that kind of sound like, uh, hey, you sign this piece of paper, anytime you give us a ring, we'll come over and fuck shit up for you. Oh, yeah, we practically made him an ally. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. But so, wait a minute, it's... so we owed them a bunch of money. Negative. They owed us money. Uh, no. Uh, European nations wanted to collect money from Latin America. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Europe, with that whole tea party, they're still pissed off about it. So they're like, well, now we're going to go get Mexico's money that they owe us. And he's like, here, sign this piece of paper. Anytime Europe tries to fuck with you, just call us up. Be like, yo, president, fuck these guys up. Yeah, and, and it's not like Mexico's probably like, well, stand in line, you know? Yeah. See? See? Que pasa? <laughs> uh, the rest of the stuff's pretty boring. I'm trying to skip to the important stuff. It's never boring. People need to know the story. I know. That's why you're good at this. I hate the story. What I the like story? the funny parts. Well, of course, but it can't be all funny. You don't funny. watch a kung fu movie for the talking. You watch the fight scenes. Okay. You don't watch Lilo and Stitch for the aliens. You watch it for the porn. What? Okay? I'm sorry, what? <clears throat> to prepare the United States for its expanded role on the world stage, he sought to build up the country's defenses, and in the, and by the end of his presiden presidency, I'm going to get this. I'm not going to fuck up for the rest of the story. Watch really? this. Really? Good luck, because <clears throat> I do it every time. I know. I got this. I, come on, Justin. Get it together. He had transformed the U.S. Navy into a major international force at sea. Outside the Western Hemisphere, he led negotiations to end the Russo-Japanese War. I'm guessing that meant Russian <coughs> typos. Uh, 1904 and 05, winning the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts. He also reached an agreement with Japan that traded diplomatic recognition of that country in return for Japan's acceptance of the ongoing U.S. presence in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, while campaigning in Milwaukee, our great hero was shot in the chest by a fanatic. Fanatic means you love him, right? Yeah. So well, a fanatic means like something that you're like as a fanatic over Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So you'd shoot the guy who created it? No. Wow. Well, that's how I took it. Like, I love you. Bow. That's well. I, in my mind, that's how I saw it. That's a really crazy hate love story there. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, uh, he was shot in the chest but soon recovered. With the Republican Party split, Democrat Woodrow Wilson took the White House, winning 435 electoral votes to his 88. 
Uh, Taft only received eight because he's a shithead. Uh, despite the loss, his run marked the most successful the next eight years, uh, which would echo in his 1912 platform. Uh, he was an early advocate of American entry into World War One. Wait a second, that doesn't. Okay, so yeah, he was the reason that we got into World War One. Okay, like one of the first people I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." But listening to his background, I feel like he would have been into every single war just because. Oh, he would have created a war just because. Yeah, yeah. his neighbors hated him for sure. Oh, guarantee it. Uh, hey Tim, uh. So your uh, dog was on my lawn. Um, <laughs> want a box? <laughs> I noticed you're putting scrap metal in the blue bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of where the plastic goes. Yeah. <sighs> you want a box? <laughs> <laughs> Quit putting your dick on my doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> This is Abigail. Anyways, uh, once the United States entered the war in 1917, uh, all four of his sons volunteered to fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Was it Big Bird, the Cookie Monster, Kermit the Frog? Well, he only had four sons, and all of them volunteered to fight. My guess is it runs in the family. <laughs> I'm guessing so. Uh, his beloved youngest son, Quentin the one with the most normal name, uh, was shot down and killed while flying a mission over Germany. Uh, politically and physically active until the end, he died of a pul pulmonary embolism in his sleep on January 16th, 1919, uh, at his family home in Oyster Bay, New York, at the age of 60. He is buried in Young's Memorial Cemetery in Oyster Bay Cove. Ready for the fifth hint? Mm -hmm. This is like the big hint of like, aha! Uh, his face is one of four great men on Mount Rushmore. I know who it is. Yeah. Well, go for it because I'm about to. Well, you're about to tell everybody? Yeah. You can't tell everybody because it's supposed to be a guess, right? If they've made it by now, I, I if they've made it through the whole story, I feel like they, they should get the answer at the end. Well... You never know. I'm not going to be on Facebook answering everyone like, no, that guess is wrong. No, that guess is right. Well, can I guess? Yeah. It's Theodore Roosevelt. Yes, sir. You Theodore Big Dick Roosevelt. Well, you said Rose when you said Theodore and then you brought up, I was like, well, I took a guess at that part. Yeah. But when you said the boxing stuff, I was like, that's Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt was kind of a... A fucking badass. He was a badass. We don't got presidents like that any anymore. We, we got. <clears throat> we either got we got the worst of the worst now, don't we? Oh. We get either a child molester or we got a tyrant. So let's not get political. So what? <laughs> and we just what? got political. It was a funny story about a, a president. My favorite man. One of my favorite men in history. Oh, mine is Abraham Lincoln. Yeah? No shit. I would have guessed Hitler. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, nope, shit. Abraham Lincoln, for sure. Honest Abe. Honest Abe, one of the... I think he was one of the best presidents. You, you literally cannot get a president like that ever again. Um, I'd say he's probably best dressed. I don't know about best. Listen, president. he came from nothing. 
He was a wrestler. Yeah. He was... Roosevelt was a boxer. Roosevelt well, came... up. Abe Roosevelt Lincoln. came from a political family. Well, Lincoln came from Roosevelt's ball sack, <laughs> which was huge. I'm telling you, one-on-one fight, Roosevelt would fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what we need to do. Next story, we need to get a bunch of, like, say, like, ten historical figures. I'll get five, you get five. And we'll do, like, a tournament style to see who's the most badass person in history. Who's the most badass, like, political? No, person? no, no. Or just, just badass any, person? Any person in history. We could probably do something yeah. like that. Like, you start with yours, I start with mine, and we could actually, that could be a good well, competition. we could draft it back and forth. Yeah, well, that could actually be a good thing on Facebook, because then we could have people like, oh, well... I'm still trying to figure out how to do Facebook polls. Oh. Like, hey, this week's matchup is this and this. Who do you think would win? But I want to incorporate into... Like, uh, Tatnus does an episode where they they put together uh, mascots for cereals. Okay. Like, you know, the, the Trix Bunny versus Count Chocula. Oh. And they did, like, who would win in a fight. Like, I think he'd win because the bunny would be faster. Yeah, but he's not a chocolatey vampire. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> He's not an immortal vampire. Yeah. Yeah. The Trix Bunny dies on a daily basis. If they catch that Trix Bunny, he's dying. Of course, he's dying. Just like the Lucky Charms guy. No. They're magically delicious. Yeah, but they never catch him. When they do catch him. (laughs) They're going to fuck him up. They're going to be getting the fucking marshmallows from his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the pot of gold? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Hey, that was a good story. I liked Thank that you. one. That was really oh. good. I, I felt like I could have delivered it better, but I've always wanted a like, guessing game. Like, you read the whole story, and at the end, you name drop, and then for the people that haven't guessed it, they're like, whoa, what? What? Wait, that's Theodore Roosevelt. Whoa, get your finger out my butt. Well, and I know, and I, you can't really, you gotta, like, when you said one of the faces on Mount Rushmore, that kind of definitely did yeah, for the yeah. audience, of course, because, you know, well, I want them there's either them. Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, who's the other one? You're a fucking nerd for no <laughs> You said Andrew Jackson, George Washington, Good. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. But you're never mind. Yeah. Too far down the road. Listen, I'm just saying. I do a lot of research myself. Yeah. And I run and I listen to a lot of research stuff. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. But to get you, I think you probably guessed it. What about about a third of the way into it? Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good. I mean, the whole. I feel like you could do a lot better with your knowledge of history, but oh, some of our listeners that literally smoke pot every day and have an IQ of 60, they guarantee you that they didn't guess it until until I probably said Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, they're probably so high they still don't know. They're probably so high. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who's Theodore Roosevelt? (laughs) How did I turn on carpool shenanigans again? (laughs) Let's watch the Muppets. (laughs) Now listen, huh? I don't know why, but I want to watch Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
shit. Walks into the living room with their kids. Guys. Muppets. <laughs> Muppets. Like, Dad, what's wrong with you? You've been listening to carpool shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dad, we really need you to get some help. <laughs> <laughs> Therapist goes, this is the third case I've seen this week. <laughs> this guy's making our episode. I'm completely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just giving them more money. Touche. That, see, next sponsor. We're getting therapists. If you're a therapist and want to sponsor our show, sit, sit it doesn't it. take much either. No. <laughs> Five bucks. I mean, just send us a stick of gum. Send Whichever. us a stick of gum. Yeah. I'll take a free therapy class. <laughs> I tell, I tell. They'll, they'll, they'll literally message back, all we have to offer is a stick of gum. <laughs> Listen, my time's kind of valuable. Uh, yeah. Stick of gum it is. And we've listened to your podcast, and you have too many problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Liked it. I enjoyed it. Deal. I enjoyed it. A lot. So uh, let us know what you think of today's episode. Um, I'm going to add that little outro thing I sent you at the end. The outro? Yeah. It's like music to let them know, oh, they're done, so I can shut this shit off now. Are we going to make a rap about carpool shenanigans? I thought about it, and no, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I know the rap I sent you really wasn't that family-friendly. In the back of Flanagan's fucking mannequins. Yeah, in the back... In the back of Flanagan's fucking mannequins. It's catchy. It is ca- um, catchy. I don't want everyone to know that we fuck mannequins. Oh. I mean, that could be like your thing, you know, if you're... Everybody has a fetish. Yeah. Sure. So, tell us what you guys think. If you guys like the show and like how we're going back to the original ideas of Justin and Mitch, well, let us... Please, please. Mitch and Justin... Okay. Um, <clears throat> then let us know. Message us on Facebook. Leave us a voice message. And make sure you go on iTunes and rate our show. Leave a review. It's not for our ego. Just just leave something. I mean, we don't care what you leave. So put Theodore Roosevelt. There you go. That's a perfect one. That Theodore should be the Roosevelt. review. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt. And put it on there. It helps us with the business side of things. It helps us kind of... Shit, that's why I should... Instead of leaving it on Facebook, you know, the, the guests, they should have left the review on iTunes. At, damn it. I do this. Let's re-record. We'll stop it. We'll re-record. <laughs> Restart. So make sure you do that because it really does help our show and it helps us figure out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Like I said, we had a, a guest tell us, you know, hey, you know, you guys need to go back to our original, your original selves, you know. Yeah, they said the comedy's forced. Um, it's getting trashy. Yeah. Uh, just not what we started out as and. It hit hard. You don't like being told the truth, but it was needed. It was needed because we noticed our numbers. Yeah, the num- Not what they said, but the numbers. Yeah. 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 So. Any uh, final words? Don't use gasoline to light a fire. 
we'll cover that next week. <laughs> and uh, remember to buy Mitch's book. Um, be quiet or I'll murder your parents. Yeah. Please. It's on Amazon. Yeah. They're actually going to look on Amazon. <laughs> Carpool Shenanigans is on all major platforms. Make sure to listen, review, feedback is always welcome. For all the exclusive, make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Carpool Shenanigans. And tune in next Friday for an all new episode.